Hey, everyone. <laughs> How much editing are you going to need to do to this thing? No, not, not, not at all. Not at all. I'll, just, I'll just cut that front bit out. Um, <laughs> all right. Hey, everybody. We're back. Three weeks in a row. Still can't believe we're here. Um, we've made it this far. Should be celebrated with the parade. With floats and the balloons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm so tongue twisted today. Um, yeah, everybody say hi to Travis. Travis, say hi. Hello, everybody. We are briefly. So, today on the docket, um, briefly, we will discuss Thor Ragnarok and then we'll go right into probably the biggest animated disaster I've probably ever seen. Yeah, I was I was trying to do a recap right before just briefly going over it and I realized they didn't sync the mouths very well. <laughs> that was not my biggest problem with that movie. <laughs> there was so <laughs> many other technical problems with it. It was I mean, yeah, but at the same time, that's the first thing I noticed when I was speeding through it was that something's wrong. Right. <laughs> and it's more than just everything. <laughs> right. All right. So, hang on, I gotta set my I gotta set my timer on. Um. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about Thor Ragnarok for as long as we can, but if anything, we'll let's say, let's say we go. Uh, let's go ten. Let's go, let's see how long we could go. No spoilers. How about that? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep gonna a timer. Say, that's that's should be kind of easy. So we're gonna talk about Thor Ragnarok. No spoilers for like the first couple minutes here. We're gonna do it the uh, Mr. Sunday's Mr. Sunday movies way, where he just talks about non-spoiler and then goes into spoilers. Anybody say best movie, worst movie ever? This was best movie ever. <laughs> Hands down. Straight up, this movie was great. As a Thor movie, it is definitely the best. As a Marvel movie, it is just as funny as Spider-Man Homecoming, if not uh, funnier than the last Guardians movie. <sighs> I like the last Guardians movie, so Ooh. I might be alone there. I don't know if this was fun. I don't. This was really. This was a really, really fun movie. It really it was. was. Um, someone compared it, I think, on Collider to uh, Flash Gordon. I've never and seen Flash Gordon, so I wouldn't know. All I know is that Flash Gordon is terrible. Cheese. It is almost as bad as the '80s Flash of the Titan. Enjoyable, but just terrible. <laughs> yeah. So, like, man, there's real the things. Like, okay, so this movie was really funny, mm. and like. It was it like it felt like the okay. Just so you guys know, any expectations you have because of the previous Thor movies, what you think a Thor movie will be, you need to drop them for this movie. Any expectations you have for Thor Ragnarok as a Thor movie needs to be dropped. This is not a stereotypical Thor movie, not by any stretch. The issue is though, what is a stereotypical Thor movie? Like it take uh, like it's way too. I feel like the last. Okay. Full disclosure: never really saw the first Thor. I've seen the second. I've seen the second one, and like all I've heard from like the first Thor is like it's, it's like a mixed reaction to it, 
and I, like there's all this as guardian like like it feels like a like a dramatic uh shakespearean yeah shakespearean thing kind of like but as a, like a little marvel twist to it yeah i i'd agree with that so like any expectation you have for that if you're expecting that going into thor ragnarok you're wrong telling you right now you're wrong well okay so the last two movies one was directed by kenneth branagh which gives you that shakespeare vibe already because he loves kenneth branagh kenneth branagh directs it yeah what yeah yeah so it was kind of like marvel's first take on a brand new director because at this point they only made uh the two iron man movies and i guess you can count incredible hulk but technically that was universal not paramount at the time so paramount selected kenneth branagh and he did a pretty good job found out the hard way though he seems to really enjoy dutch angles now <laughs> so well, we have to see we have to see murder in the owner express for that yeah <laughs> i wonder if that's still the point but yeah um yeah so that one was done by kenneth branagh the next one was done by a guy who did a bunch of uh, Game of Thrones episodes, so that had a very Game of Thrones kind of feel with how he shot, like, environments and sure. um, combat, but there wasn't much for story. Nope. I'm, I'm glad Patty Jenkins passed on that script. I can only imagine, though, what Patty Jenkins could have done with it, seeing what she did with you know with Wonder Woman. Well, she probably, think, well, she probably couldn't have done much because she backed out of that. So she's like, yeah. nope, I'm not having this. So, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's an like technic okay from a technical standpoint. Would you agree with me? From a technical stand, not a story standpoint, not from like a like a storytelling standpoint, from like a technical standpoint, mm. it's another Marvel movie. Like it's the um, same thing. I mean, kind of. I. I That's I what really I'm thinking. On that, only because of the fact that I'm. I'm really into this, these Marvel movies. Right. I, I see every single one of them when they come out opening weekend. Um, technically, yes. This, this, yeah, this is your standard Marvel movie. However, that's not a bad thing necessarily. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> if what um, we are, like, if... Like, there's, like... The thing with Marvel, like, Marvel movies now, with, like... They've started this whole superhero fatigue thing, which is entirely not true. It's not true. People still go out to see these movies. Thor Ragnarok made 121 million this weekend. 121. That's a yeah. lot of money. People are still seeing these. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to hear superhero fatigue. I don't want to hear it. Honestly. Yeah. People are still showing up to these. I don't see the superhero fatigue quite yet. Uh, I thought by this point that we would be there, given how. We get how many movies now a year that are these superhero movies? Right, there's like, there was three that, no wait, hang on. In total, not counting Marvel and DC, in total, there's um, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Thor Ragnarok, Justice League, that's five. Uh, there was another there one. No, there wasn't one from Fox this year, was there? Oh, Logan. 
Oh, Logan. Yeah, okay, so six. So six. Six superhero movies. Yeah. Okay. All the most part of this year, really, really good. Yeah. Um, Grand ending, Wonder Woman and Logan have better chances of being considered... Uh, well, Logan's got a chance for being Oscar-worthy. Uh, Wonder Woman, I'm not sure. To be this... Also, one one other point, real quick. This will be... This is a Turing test for... Com- for the, the Academy Awards. Because if they're not gonna... Okay, people tell me that Wonder Woman is a mess. Because if that's true, it's the best mess I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, the best mess I've ever seen. <laughs> no, I mean, people were saying when before it came out that it was gonna be terrible, that it wasn't gonna do anything good at the box office. 121 I thought million. it was extremely... How do I phrase it? This is how most DC movies should be. They shouldn't be all gloom and doom and, well, even though they had a giant fight scene at the end that was basically copied and pasted from the last few movies. I got it. It, it. it at least had some color. It at least had... Yeah, color! Color! It had its own thing going for it, which is uh, not being the exact same thing that Zack Snyder likes to do. Not copying and pasting it from his other films. So, the the... the, the... That comes to an important point with DC. Wonder Woman is proof. You can be dramatic. Okay, there's a certain... Okay, so people talk about how Batman v Superman was, like, really dark and bleak and all that, which it was. Yeah. And so, like... And then Wonder Woman, I feel like... But then... Okay, Batman v Superman and Wonder Woman have this in common. Drama. Batman Batman v Superman had too much drama. Wonder Woman had just the right amount of drama, with the yeah. with the enough lightheartedness. That's the problem with DC. Not because it's dark, and bleak. Not just that, but yeah. it's overly dramatic. There's not enough fun in it. Well, and that's something that Wonder Woman then decided to do, turn around. Like, well, we can have fun with this. I particularly enjoy most of the mascara stuff. Yeah. Uh, Primarily because at the beginning of the movie, that has the most color in it. Right. Um, and that, that's kind of been a big thing for me lately is how can color affect a movie? And this kind of also ties into the Thor conversation. Both these movies were extremely colorful. Uh, giving it more life, I feel, so it's not like a copy and paste. Same, same movie over and over. We're getting more life into these comic book movies, which we haven't had, I guess, for a while. This year is the, the big changing point for that, I feel. Um, don't get me wrong. I love Civil War. I love Doctor Strange. Right. From last year. But this time, like with the last few movies Marvel has done, mm-hmm. and this last one that that DC has done, you know, things are starting to feel like it's a more lived-in universe, if you know what I mean. Right. Not that that's an obscure yeah. phrase or anything, but... Um, I did have an important... I didn't have an... Okay, yeah. So, this movie was extreme. So, Thor Ragnarok. Coming back to that. So, yeah. this movie was extremely funny, and that kind of... And so, I'm... So, I'm literally sitting at the theater after the movie's over. I'm sitting in the lobby waiting for my dad to show up. And I was thinking about this, like... Are Marvel like, are Marvel movies like shifting to this Guardians of the Galaxy quippy style? Cause like I feel like the most dramatic 
parts of Thor Ragnarok weren't taken seriously at all. And for whatever reason, this is just me, that kind of actually bothered me. Where like... I think you're talking about. We have to wait to come back to this. Okay. Um, But no, I completely agree with you. Although... That... I wonder how much that has to do with the director. He was a, he is a comedic director. He is, which is going to change how he does things. Um, again, I mean, I I think a lot of films are trying to take that Guardians approach, right? Because you've been able, to, you can see with certain movies with their their music, their uh, their soundtrack choice. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of songs are they choosing? Uh, Suicide Squad is the most apparent. Um, Atomic Blonde did a really good job uh, using the music to kind of help move the story. Uh, Not as like a plot device, kind of like, again, Suicide Squad, but more of just setting that this is the era this movie takes place in. Uh, Ragnarok only did one song like that, uh, which fit beautifully to it. Uh, However, like you said, they are using that, that quippy... It's more of a comedy. It's less of a drama, you know. And, and right. Yeah. I, I can see exactly where you're coming from with that. So yeah, Thor Ragnarok, thumbs up. I liked it. What did you think of the action? It was action. It was action. It was action. <laughs> it's just like, like it was nothing. It didn't really pop. The action didn't really pop out to me. It just felt like okay, this is an action scene. In all honesty. Yeah, I was well, having I would, fun still, but it's it was an action scene. There's one scene in particular, and it's not really, I don't think, spoilery, because you see part of it. You just want to get into uh, spoilers now? Uh, do we want to? do? Yeah, we can. All right, everybody. Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. Spoilers. Just, I'll okay. I'll figure out when to sk- when you guys should skip to it. When to skip to it, but when we, but we're going to go into spoilers now. So if you haven't seen it, please stop and skip ahead. Starting now. Did they skip ahead? I don't know. Alright, well, if you did. Spoilers! <laughs> no, so, okay, the, the fight I was trying to. I was thinking about, it looked really fake and it kind of bugged me. Okay. And it's the fight with Hela versus basically all the Asgardian soldiers at the very beginning. Oh, yeah! Oh, my and, gosh! Sorry. That really. That did bother me. It, it was it was terrible. The rest of the action, though, I quite enjoyed. But this was the most obvious. This is CGI character. It's, it's not Kate Blanchett at all. It's 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 terrible. I feel like no no no. Okay, it's not too terrible. Okay, here's the thing with Hela and how she fights with those flying with those like those daggers that she summons out of her veins like Spider Man with the, with his webs. It was Ooh. like. It was like, okay, what is happening in front of me? All these people are just dropping dead. And then when, when the heroes were fighting, they're like, they're moving way too slow. They're moving yeah. way too slow. Just quick stab in the throat, move on. Stab in the throat, move on. Stab in the throat, move on. You know? It just, it seemed kind of weird that everything else, like any other fight scene with her in it, it seems strangely paced compared to that one fight scene. And I right. get it. She's got powers and she's an Asgardian. Mm-hmm. She can dispatch all these warriors, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But some of the ways that, that, that she was moving during that fight just, again, screamed poor CGI, which is strange because there are several characters in this movie that are full CGI characters. This was exactly this – this was that Neo versus the clones of Agent, Agent Smith yeah. in uh, Matrix Reloaded. This, this it, was that, except it wasn't as – whereas, like, the Matrix Reloaded, it was blaringly obvious. I feel like it wasn't too obvious, but I could tell. And that, When you know it's CGI, it really takes you out of it. Yeah. Like when – here's the big spoiler. When uh, Odin passes on – yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, that is obviously not the backdrop they're looking at. They're looking at a blue or green screen. Well, there's there's some moments in there where like, well, this could be a drone shot, but it's definitely on a clear. They couldn't find a cliff Yeah. in Norway. Like, seriously, is it because you guys wanted to shoot this in, in Georgia? Did or? everything else. Couldn't find a cliff in Norway. You could have gone to New Zealand. They could have. They could have gone to New Zealand, but no. We gotta. We gotta put. It's gotta be a blue screen. It's gotta be a blue screen, and it's gotta be in Georgia, because that's where all Marvel movies are made. Except for the new one that's coming out, uh, Captain Marvel. No, the next. The next one's. Uh, the next one's Black Panther. No, no, the one that they're currently filming. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. No, no, not the one that's currently up next. Okay. No, my bad. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh... So, no, no, we're skipping Black Panther. We're saving him for last. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, also, the Doctor, doc, that Doctor Strange bit was great. <laughs> I was looking for more in the movie. Uh, I really did love that entire scene, though, with him. He kept teleporting. <laughs> I was I was laughing so hard at that. Like <laughs> he kept teleporting. I didn't realize Thor had grabbed the hold of the bookcase. <laughs> he fell. So when he brought the bookcase with him when he teleported, that's what Doctor Strange was talking about. But oh, we don't need that. And then he peers back on the opposite side of the room again. Thor's like, please stop doing that. <laughs> he just calmly tells him, please stop doing that. <laughs> With the umbrella flying through all of the uh, the sanctum sanctorum. Yeah, <laughs> you like, just hear everything sorry. breaking in the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that like this movie was like funny, like top like top to bottom. Like contrary to popular, contrary to what you may believe now, because we've been ragging on how bad like the vis- some some of the visuals were in my in our opinion were. This was a really fun movie. It was. It was. It was an absolute blast, and I think. Um, <laughs> I forgot. I remember the one part where he throws the bowling ball at the window. And it <laughs> yeah. Everybody in the theater died at that moment. It was. It was flat out death. <laughs> it like it's just a normal bouncy ball. So I'm just sitting there going, "Oh, okay. Yeah, hand it off to Thor. Thor grabs it, and then it just smashes him back in the head." But my question is this then, how durable are these these Asgardians? Yeah. Because um, even earlier in the movie, Valkyrie falls off her ship. Well, uh, these are like very uh, magical beings. Yeah. And during that fight scene, uh, as brief as it is, she just throws a guy like Thorwald, you know? Yeah. 
Oh. The Thor's god. Um, and she's just a Valkyrie, which is underneath a god in the Norse pantheon. So, oh, dude, we forget it. We're, 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 we're dodging something. <laughs> when <laughs> it starts the end of the movie. And oh, <laughs> the ship, the ship, they're in the ship. Bruce is like, you want to know who I am? <laughs> he jumps off the ship. He lands on the Bifrost bridge, splat, right in front of the dog. <laughs> if you thought people died with the bowling ball, it... Everybody in the theater was just gone. It was it was over. The, the movie was over at that point. Oh my god! I, between <sighs> that, um, I also really enjoyed um, Taika Waititi's character, Krog. Oh, that was him! Oh that my was, gosh! Yeah. <laughs> that is a revelation. I never knew that was Taika Waititi. Yeah, that's him. I. I was like waiting for his character to show up, and I totally forgot that he was supposed to be the rock guy until about five minutes into that first sequence, where he's uh, in the round room with Thor, and he's talking about uh, um, that he goes to introduce himself, and he's like, "I, I tried to start a revolution. I didn't print off pamphlets, so only my mom and her boyfriend showed up, and I hate her boyfriend." <laughs> this is like makes no sense whatsoever. I absolutely enjoy it. One thing, one fight I did enjoy was the was Thor and Hulk again. Yeah, that was that was actually kind of good. I will admit that. <clears throat> like, that, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that rematch. The rematch, yeah. Was it was one of those scenes where I'm like I'm. I know I should be cheering for Thor because he's our main character, but I haven't seen Hulk in so long that. Sorry, I, I gotta go with Hulk for this battle. <laughs> Loki's just like, yeah. By the way, Loki was in this movie. Like he was, like, <laughs> remember his reaction to seeing Hulk? He's just like, he's just, he's just like, I've got to get off this planet. <laughs> get me out of here! I love Jeff Goldblum's uh, Grandmaster though. He like stops him. Right as he's about to turn, he's like, "Hey, hey, where are you going?" Also, also with uh, with uh, with Loki when he when uh, Th- when uh, Thor is trying to like, Thor tries to <laughs> go home. You know how like in Age of Ultron, Black Widow would do that. The sun's getting real low thing, and then would calm Hulk <laughs> down. And then Thor tries it. It doesn't. It doesn't work. Grin on his face when he thinks that it works, and then he gets tossed around the exact same way like Loki did in the first Avengers movie. And then Loki's like, "Yeah, that's how it feels." He tries to cover it up too with the Grandmaster. Right. She's like, "Oh, cool, you're getting into this too. All right." <laughs> he doesn't obviously notice there's something weird between these guys. But yeah, so uh. Hulk won with a chicanery, because the Grandmaster has to protect his investment. Yeah. Which, oddly that... enough, I got right away, because I'm a wrestling fan. It's like, oh yeah, Booker's got to Booker's got to protect his top guy. So, but does uh, that count for, like, does it... that was cheating, technically. In a but... legit fight in storyline, yes. 
It was cheating. But the one point that I'm kind of wondering about, because Thor makes this reference as well, did anyone else um, have one of those in their neck and get zapped right before they got killed? Or is that just because Thor was getting a little too OP? I think Thor was getting a little too OP. Okay. <clears throat> so, okay, let's talk about how what this means for the Marvel Universe. So, the so Asgard has been destroyed. Yeah. Um, straight up, to in order to defeat in order to to, to uh, defeat Hela, who gain who gains her power from Asgard. Asgard had to be de- had to be destroyed. Because like the whole movie, they're trying to prevent Ragnarok, and then yeah. they and then it turns out, oh wait, we have to cause Ragnarok in order to save Asgard. Because Asgard is not a place; it's a people. Um. So now the Asgardians are nomads, and they are traveling to Earth. But <laughs> after the fancy end credits, Loki, Loki, who is now apparently a good guy. Now, for sure, they can't do this again. They can't do this again with him. They I mean, can't. I'm pretty sure he has the uh, Tesseract, so... He but be- Listen, you've done this so many times already. <laughs> There's only so many times you can do this with him. All right. But it it's kind of fits to what he said earlier in the movie, that, that it varies from moment to moment. Oh god, that is gonna bother me. That is gonna bother me if they do that in Infinity War. So he has no love though for Thanos. I'm sure after what happened to him the first time. Um. <laughs> however, it, it'd be interesting if because the rumor is how it starts out is that. We see Thor's body floating in space. That's the, that might be the trailer that was shown at Comic Con that, that we haven't seen because the movie comes out in May. What are you <laughs> waiting for? But it, that that's, that could be a problem then because what happens if Thanos tries to take the gauntlet? Does that mean then the Asgardians are dead? Does that mean only Thor and Loki are missing and their ship is just still floating out in space? That would be dark if all the Asgardians are dead. So what happens is the Thanos, presumably Thanos' ship, shows up right in front of the Asgardian ship, where yeah. all the Asgard, well, Asgardians are. I'm like, oh, I. That's literally my my legit reaction in the theater out loud. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. It leads to show you that things are not going to end very well. If that is... I think Thor and Loki try to fight him. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to make... I'm going to make a prediction. Now, before I... Before I I make this prediction, I just want to say... Given all the information that we have on Infinity War... This is okay. Spoilers for Infinity War two. So if you don't want to hear spoilers for Infinity War, potentially, I might be wrong. I have I was not. I haven't been. There are movies that I can guess the plot to that haven't yep. come out yet, and I'm right. Yeah. There like yeah. sometimes that happens. I don't know if it's just me. I, I'm sure it's not because this this is a planet of seven billion people. Um. So, 
I'm just gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess what happens. Mm. The first thing we see in Infinity War. It could. Okay, Thanos. I don't think he might not kill all the Asgardians. And then Thor and Loki try to fight him. Thanos finally kills Loki, bringing that full circle. Okay. And Thor gets chucked out, and then somehow Thanos just, for some reason, Thanos keeps the Asgardians, like, hostage or something like that, or slaves or something like that. Uh, run his ship. Yeah, they run his ship or something like that. So then if the shot from the trailer that I have not seen, I've only been told what was in that trailer. Right. Thor's floating out in space, and the gar- and then he hits the Guardians of the Galaxy's windshield. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the beginning. That's the beginning of Infinity War. I'm almost certain of that. It had to be like a cold open, like right before you see the title credits, kind of like right. Uh, I agree. I think that Loki. I think Tom Hiddleston only has like another movie or two left on his contract. He might uh, be back for the second movie though, so they might not kill him then. Yeah. Well, they showed a picture though from the set of number four. That's filming now. That that is true because that because the first movie comes out in May. Yeah. Um. They show what looks like Thor from Avengers, the first one. Oh boy. It it looks like it's the same hairstyle, same costume, everything. So I don't know if they're going to do a flashback scene to that or not. Or possibly something goes so terribly wrong at the end of this movie, they have to go back and start over the, the universe. Okay, so then at the very end of the credits, we get the uh, the Grandmaster becoming food. Yeah. <laughs> it's implied uh, that, but like I, he calls the whole revolution a tie. Yeah, it's a tie. Because they uh, prisoners, because in order for Thor to escape with the Hulk, he uh, had to start a revolution with all the gladiator prisoners. So then <laughs> the Iron Master just calls it a He's like, yeah, you're a revolution. You couldn't have done it without me, huh? By the way, it's a tie. <laughs> that was that was funny. And I then... like also the, the melty stick earlier, um, <laughs> which someone said may have an affinity stone attached to it. Um, Stan Lee cutting Thor's hair. Yeah, that was pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty funny. Like, please, no, please, no. It's like being all macho, like, if you come near me, I'm going to break your hands. And then the minute the hand turns into just these scary spinning blades of death, right. he just totally wusses out. Please this is a completely different Thor than what we've gotten. He's all brave and noble, and now he's just like a giant sissy. I mean, I do like his hair short like that. Though, I do like so. his hair shorter. Uh, no, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So no more hammer. No more hammer. Which means No more eye either. He's super powerful now. I guess so. He also doesn't have a he doesn't have a right eye. Yeah, so he's got more of the Odin look going for him. Now he has an eye patch, so Thor now has one eye. Which kind of comes full circle. Avengers four, female Thor, I'm calling it. I wonder if that would happen at the end of this. Uh, but if we get a female Thor, does that mean we get Mjolnir back? Or some variation of it, yeah. Because I'd be excited to see, like, 
the Ultimates version of Thor's hammer, where it's that weird axe hammer hybrid. I think they were teasing that. Because that'd be pretty cool to see. So yeah, um, that was Thor Thor Ragnarok, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) This was a fun adventure that technically could have been better, but overall it was a it was a fun ride. Comedy wise, uh, it hit all the notes I wanted it to hit. Uh, Taika Waititi did a great job with that. I would like to see him direct another Thor movie. That being said, he should not direct live action Akira. I don't think he. I don't think he's right for it. I wonder how that would look because I know Nolan wanted to work on that as well. I think I trust Nolan more than I trust Taika Waititi. I don't think even Nolan should touch Akira. There are some things that should stay in its original format. There's no need to make a remake or a live action update. But if they're determined to do this, Ryan Johnson. Uh... Pending episode eight. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think he should direct it. I I love Ryan Johnson. Uh, He has... Just for his love of anime. Just for that. His love of anime, his understanding anime as a big part of that but he can write complicated characters and stories and he could do a good adaptation not saying taco td can't it'd be interesting to see him do something more dramatic yeah that's not a com you know it doesn't have any comedy influence into it but i like him as as a comedy director so take it what you uh, you you uh, hats off to you, man. Great job, absolutely fantastic job. So yeah, Thor Ragnarok, thumbs up. Go see it. Must go see multiple times in theater. Now. Now's the main event. Oh. <laughs> you, are you ready for this? I need to throw up. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, I love the Clone Wars and Rebels uh, animated series. This looks like its four-year-old cousin. Okay, no, no, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna move on to our review of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the animated movie. God. <laughs> Why? Listen, listen to me. If you want a really just like spectacularly bad disaster, <laughs> this is the mo- this this is this is it. Now, granted, granted, it did have good stuff in it. It had some good stuff in it. It did, but it had some ideas to it. Um, this movie moved way too fast. It's almost obvious that it was meant to be pilot episodes. Yeah. So uh, this movie was supposed to be okay. Given the runtime, which I think was like an hour, like an hour forty minutes, that's um, around four or five episodes of the Clone Wars. Yeah, it's about an hour and thirty-eight minutes. So you shove all that. Into a movie, shoved it all together into a movie, and it it was so bad. <laughs> Voice actors didn't sell it into their roles, especially Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka. 
They 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 grow into their roles. They uh, do over the course of the show. The show is the show is good. This movie, this was not a good way to introduce someone to a television show. If you were to show me this episode, and then compare it to Ahsoka's last episode in Clone Wars, you so would not have believed it. No, I wouldn't believe that's the same character. I would have said that you would have taken this annoying character who I. I at first, I would have said rivals Jar Jar. Uh, but uh, not even, not even close. Not even close. But she's she's annoying. She gets in your she nerves, is annoying. and and then she turns out to become this very influential individual later on throughout the series. Right. Uh, throughout all of Star Wars. Throughout all everybody's Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars fans are lit for Ahsoka. Which is hard to believe that we weren't when we first saw it. And listen, giving, okay, before we dive into this review, I'm going to say this one thing. Mm-hmm. Dave Filoni was credited for directing this movie. Did he direct? He was credited. I've checked IMDb. Okay. He was credited for directing this movie. They, I know he had pressuring circumstances, Whereas they just shoved four episodes of the Clone Wars into a movie, and then he... something tells me he got a bad rap for this. But at the same time, I can understand why Lucasfilm is a little hesitant to give him a live action anything, because yeah. this was the first time he has ever directly directed like anything. I think. Yeah. Now, yeah. and then you want to give him one hundred thirty million dollars. After this. But I think he's redeemed himself since he's done this. Yes. I'm just, I'm just, I think that's what some people at Lucasfilm may think. Or in Disney. Maybe he's one over Lucasfilm. But like Disney's like, are you absolutely sure you want to give this guy (laughs) after doing this? Yeah. $130 million to do what he wants with it. I can, I can see. That is scary. So, well, yeah, I okay. The thing is, I want to recommend. I I do recommend people see this. Like certain people should see this movie. For those it's of you who like really dumb edited disasters, which is exactly what this was. This is a this is a spectacular mess. Ah, ah, spectacular was used. My brain just shut off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Al- so Alex Robles I know you're listening I want sp- I specifically you want so okay I'm talking to you Alex for a second you want me to watch Brick which is a Ryan Johnson movie I want you to watch this this I think you'd get a huge kick out of just by how uh, bad it is I, I own Brick uh, thanks to my friend Britton uh, I own it now I can lend it to you or we could watch it I uh, we'll I agree see. with Alex. It's a great movie. Yeah, well, <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had I just had to get that out of the way. All right, let's do let's do this. Uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the animated movie, released August fifteenth, two thousand eight. That is also shocking. This is a summer movie. This is the tail end of summer. August fifteenth, two thousand eight. The other thing is this movie is done by Warner Brothers, not... That, I was just about to say that. Warner Brothers! 
Like, they were shopping like, studios all the way back then. But but Disney was. I mean, I get it. Was under. Um. Under. 20th Century Fox by this point, but 20th Century Fox didn't have any, any affiliation with like TV show channels, did they? Apart from like Fox Kids, and even that was extinct by that point. I guess. So I understand <laughs> giving it to Cartoon, like to giving it to Warner Brothers, because they run Car- Cartoon Network. True. But at the same time, Warner Brothers. That's weird. That was weird for a Star Wars For-ish property. That's weird. Up. So yeah, Star Wars The Clone Wars, the animated movie, released August 8, August 15th, 2008, directed by Dave Filoni, starring a whole lot of nobodies, Matt Lanter, Ashley Eckstein, James Arnold Taylor, Samuel L. Jackson, and Christopher Lee, reprising their roles. As, uh... I was going to say, Samuel L. Jackson, who's he? <laughs> so the first words in my notes were, Warner Brothers, what? Yeah, <laughs> first thing I said too. So then we got the uh, we got the logo. We did not get a crawl. We got narration. Which I do. That's like your first. Movie. That's the first thing. That the guy who narrates, he also does the voice. I think of Yoda and Wolf Lauren. Yeah. So he does a really good job. Kind of gets that weird, excited like this is 1940s war serials. You know, like right before the the movie starts, you get your. News across the seas, exciting. Our boys take the beach of Normandy. Yeah, right, Our right. Is running away and shame. You get kind of that weird feel to it, like this is something that's being televised in on like the Hollow Net or something, right. Star Wars. So, but so my buddy Alex, I know you're listening. I want to talk to you again. I'm gonna read my notes verbatim. <laughs> Narration, no crawl. All I got out of it was Republic is losing. Jabba's son is kidnapped. That's right. Jabba had a son. Who's the mother? Do they even procreate? Like, do they even, like... Is this, like... What do huts do to birth their young? Uh, I I don't want to answer that question. Neither do I. <laughs> so but even in expanded universe, though, they had kids. Uh, and mean, this was when expanded universe was canon. By the way, yeah. like this show is canon. The canon, yeah. the canon era that it existed in, is no longer canon. Which is kind of strange. How it, it, it's that weird. It fits in both universes as canon. They tried to introduce certain characters in the expanded universe. Like they were talking about using the Yu Zhang Vong in later seasons before it got canceled. Oh, that would have been weird. Um, so yeah, I also pointed out. So this, so I read on some of the reviews like a few years ago, like how people were just like slamming this animation. I don't blame them. This animation it, was so stiff. It gets a while to get used to, especially like by the time you get to the last two seasons of the show. It it it's the same kind of weird. Like if you look at Count Dooku, he's got that pointy nose, pointy goatee beard 
combo, whatever you want to call that. <laughs> it's very angular. Uh, you get to Rebels, and it's, it's everything's all rounded. There's no sharp angles anymore. Hold on a second. Travis, take yeah. this movie out of context. You're in. Okay, okay this is the, you're seeing this for the first time. Okay, in the theater. The only Star Wars movie I'd ever be able to see kind of situation. Kind of like that. Okay. You can even go into the mindset like, I'm introducing my kid to Star Wars. Okay. This is what you're showing them. Put it. Put this movie in a vacuum. Okay. You don't know this is going to be a television show. Okay. Because you're like a casual viewer. This animation is bad. To a casual, yeah, to the casual audience, in this weird. point in time, from Star Wars. I mean, the lightsaber combat's decent, though. Uh Like if if that was the only part my kid was paying attention to, <laughs> I'd be okay with that. So this movie was all over the place. We then go to uh, so first stop is Coruscant. <clears throat> They're all uh, doing what the prequels do, standing, standing and talking. Um, so Palpatine. So okay. So Pal. So Jabba sends out this distress call to both sides in this uh, in this Clone War. Um, Palpatine wants to help Jabba. Uh, Mace doesn't like it. Um, <clears throat> Jedi like and feel like <laughs> the Jedi. They like uh, Mace Windu's. Mace Windu says like the dark side surrounds this whole thing. They were so blind. Alex was right. They were so blind. They were uh, last week's episode. They were just so blind and dumb to the whole thing. They are standing right next to a Sith Lord. Yes, they can sense the dark side is around this, but they can't pinpoint where it's coming from. Still dumb. Okay, now here's uh, this might be ADD, and expect more of this from me today. But <laughs> does Chief Palpatine does he? Hang on. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. So um, let's see. So okay. uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, man. Add that part out. That's fine. <laughs> And I might need to go move my car soon. So I might need to edit that part out too. I'll but, just keep going. <laughs> um, there, he talks about in one of the aftermath books that it's supposed to take place during the time of Attack of the Clones, and it already looks like uh, you know Return of the Jedi. Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Is he using like some sort of super illusion right now to make him look like a normal-looking human? Hmm. Or animation will make him. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't want to overthink that. Honestly, it's just the whole thing is dumb. Because in the way you spend it, it's dumb. Because either way, then you look at it. If they're standing that close to him, and he's using that much power to make himself look normal, you would think that he would slip up, and they'd be able to sense <laughs> their bad guy right next. Right. Time. So of course. So, um, so he says, uh, so Mace says, well, the only two people we can spare are Skywalker and Kenobi, because they just captured so-and-so planet. They're not even done capturing the planet. How do you know they captured the planet? Well, hang on a second. Like, it's war, so communication, the communication breakdown is common. But, like, 
Of course, my no, my biggest issue with this was, of course, of course, it's only Skywalker and Kenobi. It's just too convenient. Why? Why wouldn't it be anyone else? Yeah, why would it be anybody else? Send Luminara. She's right there, standing next to you. What is she doing? Plo Koon. Both two very powerful Jedi. Uh, one who can be a terrific negotiator, and the other one's Plo Koon. Yeah. Easily could have gone and saved the kid, but no, we're sending Obi Wan and Anakin. Yep. So, <clears throat> so they said. So they just say uh, they contact uh, the uh, clone outpost and say uh, they're sending a messenger. So then we go to Christophsis. Hey, the planet Christophsis. I like that for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I took me a moment there to realize that you were you were not mean. I am. I'm canon in Star Wars. Christophsis. Like Harloff Minor. You lucky, lucky individual. So the planet. So the planet, of course, is not captured, as you mentioned. In fact, they are really desperate. So. They mentioned the fact they need supplies. Yeah. Why do you need supplies? You just told the council you took the planet. They didn't. There's the thing. They didn't tell them anything. No, there's no communication on the planet. How nope. do they know that they've captured this planet? Did that they capture true. the planet and then they turn around and They go, just assume. They're reinforcements. They're retaking the places that we just took. They're just assuming, Travis. They just uh, assume. You're all powerful Jedi. Quit assuming. So, Anakin, so the first thing we see Anakin and Obi-Wan do is bicker. This, like, and then we just got this battle. I could hardly take notes because I'm sitting right next to Nate and, uh, and Dylan, as they're talking about their their short film at school. Um, so like, um, so it's hard it's hard to recall this battle. I've seen this movie a hundred times as a uh, early middle school student, and like, it was so like now now that I like now that I've seen it as an adult. Um, it was just, it's just, it's just so unmemorable. Hold on. Oh yeah. So they charge into this law. Okay. So like, there's this one part where they like, where the clones, like, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself, but the clones like all charge into the call charge into the droids. And like they, and so they're like trying to punch. So one of them tries to punch a droid. It doesn't work. He just hurts his hand or like breaks his hand and then he gets shot. And then, and then next shot, Cody is just like smacking them around. It's kind backwards. Ah, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, they did it in the movie, right? <laughs> I'm sure that's what those supposed to be referenced to, but so. Uh, <laughs> so we got these new weird uh, battle droids. Uh, they were the giant, tall, daddy long legs. I kind of like the design of those, though. I, I'm indifferent. I don't know. I don't know why. My a friend of mine, when we before this movie came out, designed something similar, but instead of having like a ball shaped head, it was more like a an arrowhead. Right. Uh, pause. I'll be right back. Okay, I'll just keep going. <clears throat> So, uh, Anakin is, at least, like, there was this one point where, like, Anakin was being Anakin, which is like, hey, 
follow me. And so he takes all the clones. They go uh, destroy the uh, the Daddy Long Legs. Um, that's where I wrote down in my notes. Uh, clones can't punch droids. Um, it was it was a battle, and then it, they just went on and on, and then droids finally retreat. <clears throat> so battle's over for now. The uh, there's a shuttle that flies over Anakin and Obi Wan's head, and. Oh, yeah, so, like, the ground troops can't get, uh, like, yeah, communi- complete communication breakdown. Where, like, the, uh, <clears throat> sorry, with the, uh, the, uh, re- so, like, the guys on the ground can't reach the guys in space, because there's a space battle, too. So, let's see here. So, yeah, the shuttle flies over Anakin and Obi-Wan. Um, so... They're talking about Obi-Wan saying, like, oh, it could be, uh, it could be my new Padawan that I <clears throat> request one, that I've requested. Uh, maybe you should request one, Anakin. Anakin's like, Padawan will just slow me down. So he, just, he does not want to, does not want a Padawan. Now, here's the funny thing. I should probably wait till Travis gets back to talk about this, but I'm not, but I'm not. I'm just going to talk about it now. Fake? Anakin, fake animated Anakin, had more charisma than live-action Anakin. Either one, young or old. Both. This animated one had more charisma, had more character, than the uh, live-action Anakin. So, let's see here. So, the, so yeah, the uh, the shuttle opens. It's uh, it's actually not any reinforcements at all. It's uh, it's a uh, it's actually Ahsoka. We get to meet Ahsoka for the first time. Um, so Ahsoka is the messenger that Yoda sent. She's a uh, I believe a fourteen year old girl at this point. The so they have to, so apparently Anakin and Obi Wan have to go back to the temple, but they can't because they somehow because they somehow are losing this planet and need more clones and stuff. I don't know why they're I don't know how they're they're losing. Like out of I've taken this out of context. There's a Clone Wars episode that that explains this. Like there's there's a Clone Wars episode that uh, that explains this, but yeah. So let's see. I don't know where I'm at in my notes. So, so the comms are out, of course. So the, I also point out how bad this. I forgot why I wrote down wrote that down, but like, facial expressions were just like stiff and non-expressant. So I wrote down, oh, this animation. So they, by a miracle, they uh, they managed to contact Yoda and tell him that they need help, but the crew just leave because they're outnumbered. So the message is cut short. Okay, what did I miss? Okay, so I'm on the point where, so I, I said, uh, let's see. So the droids retreat. Obi-Wan thinks that the shuttle that flew over their head was uh, either reinforcements or Obi-Wan's new Padawan. Obi-Wan says he want, it was in, Obi-Wan says that Anakin should get a Padawan. Uh, Anakin says a Padawan would just slow me down. It's not yeah. reinforcements. We meet Ahsoka for the first time. She says they have to go back to the temple, but they can't because they're losing this planet somehow. Because I'm looking at this movie in a vacuum. I already know why they're... They're crippled, but look at this movie out. I'm trying to trying to observe this movie out of context. Okay. 
a lot of that explanation. So, <laughs> so comms are so of course the comms are out. I know I've noted how bad the animation was. The they managed to contact Yard and tell them that they need help, but the cruisers leave, and the message is cut short because they are outnumbered <clears throat> in space. Because space is bad up there, so it's bad up there. So now 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 you're all caught up. So. Okay. Obi Wan thinks that Anakin, think that uh, Obi Wan thinks that Ahsoka is his Padawan, but Ahsoka says, "No, I'm actually Anakin's Padawan." And Anakin points, is appalled. She points at him lazily, like, "Oh yeah. no, he's my master." Eat like from home. Yeah, yeah. Either E.T. or the ones from uh, Toy Story. So, um, I also, I also noted that this fake animated Anakin had more charisma than live action Anakin, both of them, hands down. Yeah, he's actually, I, it sounds weird, but this guy's voice is what I should be hearing when Hayden Christensen opens his mouth. Right. This is the kind of acting that I want. So, let's see. He's actually likable. Right. Or he's more of like a hot shot or something like that. So Anakin's appalled that Ahsoka is his Padawan. And I'm just like, oh. And then Ashley Eckstein, she's great. But, oh my gosh, her voice <laughs> acting early on. Oh my gosh. This was bad. <laughs> like, she was not settled at all. She did not know who she was voice acting for. <laughs> it's a yeah, very... Deer in the headlights. So go back to so now we're on, so now they uh so yeah now um uh Anakin's gonna take Ahsoka to Rex. Um so now we wipe to another planet. Ventures tells Dooku they have Jabba's son. Everything's going to plan. Sidious sends something evil because we have to have Sidious in this movie. Um, Which looks like there's a shot where they show under his hood. Yeah, and you can plainly see that it is that yeah. is Palpatine. Yeah. Again, picturing this movie strictly in a vacuum. Um. <laughs> that's that's of, Palpatine. Yeah, it's almost very obvious. So uh, back to Christophsis, uh, Anakin and Soka meet Rex. Calls her youngling. She's not okay with it. Calls Anakin Sky Guy. They argue. Uh, Rex, quote, will teach... This is a... Rex, which this is a direct quote, will teach her how little respect can go a long way. The way he said this made me write down, not cool to say to a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> you will obey me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to write that down. It was so bad. So let me get, me, let me get this straight. She is put in the middle of this battle. Right. She's not picked how traditional apprentices. Same way Anakin was not picked the way a traditional apprentice would be picked. Right. Both him and Obi-Wan reluctantly have to train someone who may be a little too old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, technically, did they say if Ahsoka was someone else's Padawan beforehand? No, this all they said was Plo Koon was uh was the one who found her. Okay, so it's possible she's already had. So some why time. isn't she Plo Koon's freaking Padawan? 
in other episodes, they they work together. They have such good chemistry. Why make her Obi? Oh, Anakin's apprentice. Just for the sake of it. Because it doesn't make sense. That's why he did it. That's why George did it. This was George's decision. No, we gotta have Anakin have a Padawan. God! Anakin never says anything about having an apprentice in in Revenge of the Sith. So, I noted how there were so many... Because they, they, they just wiped from scene to scene. And it was, there were just so many, like, wipes. It was just, like, it was getting on my nerves. So, what? like, so Ahsoka give, tries, gives Rex unsolicited advice, tries to pull rank because she's a Jedi... She's technically a Jedi, and he's a clone, so she tries to pull rank. Rex ain't having it. And then now the droids have an energy field, because they see that in the distance, and they are approaching their artillery, which is what helped them escape the uh, the la- the battle I just watched. Um, so I'm just going to read my notes verbatim. They wipe to a... So, hero plan... Ahsoka's naive. Anakin agrees with her. They will blow up the show generator. That's it! Yep. So... Can we talk about the rabbit droid quick? The what droid? The, the little rabbit droid that goes up to the, the bad guy general. Oh, yeah, that thing. It, it, what it was that? Adorable. And was... yet it gets on my nerves just looking at it. It was weird. I was not appalled by that droid. I like the idea of it holding the uh, the hollow projector between yeah. its ears. Like that was kind of clever, but it, it seems it seems very weird though to have a humanoid or a living. I should say it shouldn't say humanoid. That was definitely a warthog. But it, they have these living, breathing generals. Yep. And mm-hmm. yet, there's the next closest thing you have to a living creature is Grievous. At least that I can believe of leading a droid army. But this this warthog guy, no, not at all. So back on, uh, so wipe to the uh, the planet that Ventress is on. The clones have found Jabba's son, and uh, I also learned. So cut back to the Jedi Temple. Mace and Yoda talking, and then apparently Jedi can order cruisers like fast food because Mace Windu calls up a clone and says, "Hey, I want three of your star cruisers." Yeah, that was a little weird. I'll have two number nines, a number nine lodge, number six with extra dip. I'm, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. That number nine that comes with clone troopers. Do you want clone troopers or do you want <laughs> Okay, so Anakin and uh, Ahsoka, they're uh, this. No, this is where the move. This is where I. This is my. This is the first time the movie just broke me. So. This is recent enough to see this movie. So Anakin and Ahsoka, they're scoped, they're uh, they're uh, from a elevated position, and so they decide on a plan because they're scoping out the energy shield. They decide a plan. Mm-hmm. The clones try to fire their artillery at the uh, at the energy shield. It doesn't work. I wrote down they're trying to punch the shield and it's not working. So this was this right now. I want you to realize how important this is. This was the plan that Anakin and Ahsoka thought up. I wrote this down in all caps. So, Anakin and Ahsoka are hiding under a box in the oh, middle of this road. And they lift it up. No, no, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. 
So Anakin and Ahsoka are hiding in a box in the middle of the road. They are in this box. <laughs> and the droids It's right okay, this this not even on the side of the road. It's in literally the right in the and dead the in the middle in of this road as the droid army approaches. The droids even- walk over the box. Trip over it. One trips right over it. Right. So I'm like, wait. So like, ah. Uh, so they're in this box, and it's in the. They're hiding in this box. It's in the middle of the. It's in the middle of the road, and the droids are walking over it. And well, then they peeped. The thing is, they no. Travis, hang on. Let me finish. Let me finish. They peeped. They yes. peeped. They looked. Uh, they looked up, and then they looked down. The droids don't notice anything. They're about maybe a yard away from them when they do this. They lift it up enough to show their faces. Right. Bring it right back down. And a droid, within two minutes of that happening, trips over it. (laughs) This is stupid. I wrote down in caps, this is working. (laughs) And then Ahsoka utters, I swear this is a direct quote, this is a stupid plan. Word. This was so bad. Inspires him to do it, and then they get busted by a droid. Sneak through the middle, she says. This is what he comes up with. This is the legendary general Anakin Skywalker. Uh, Okay, now hold on. It's stupid because it works. Uh doesn't. Doesn't this happen only a couple months after the Battle of Geonosis? This was six months after Geonosis. In time so, why do we never see him getting knighted? I don't know. I can't answer that question for you. So, <clears throat> Obi-Wan ambushes the droids. Um, nobody can name. Oh, yeah, there's one thing. So, as soon as all, soon as all the droids, as soon as the last droid passes, they get up and start walking. No, they start crawling. No, they start crawling in this box. They start crawling in the box. How did they... Okay, oh, God, this movie. The box with them. So, yeah, I'm, we want to ambush the droids. Nobody can aim. Not even... They can't even aim at each other. Um, so... So, then... Apparently Ahsoka can't take it anymore she's crawling in this box for how for lord knows how long and so she stands up anakin follows her how do they know it's clear and then they bump then they're walking and then they bump into a random droidica that's just there that's just there what uh, no but what's even funnier than that though is shortly after they run into it, Anakin's first response is to run away. Yep. And then he realizes, oh wait, no, we can slash it while it's rolling. <laughs> right. So yeah, they blow okay. up the droid, exactly like that. Clones fall back as everyone tries to stall the droids. Uh, I literally... <laughs> so he tries to... So then he, so then Obi Wan surrenders eventually. Yep. Um. <clears throat> sorry, uh, I right. said Evelyn earlier. Um. So. Yeah. 
I'm way oh dang I'm way ahead. Uh so and so yeah um Obi Wan surrenders to this general. He says okay let's let's negotiate the terms of surrender. So he stomp. It's just so dumb. I literally wrote in all caps. Ugh! This is the scene I enjoy though. I like the idea of Obi Wan being this great negotiator who's half the time being sarcastic and doesn't mean it. And it just kind of goes to show you that Obi-Wan kind of took on Qui-Gon's persona a little bit with his mind trick ability. That may not have been a good thing. Just going to say that. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. So, we cut. So, we cut. So, we wipe to space. Base called for three of his star cruisers, and yet seven arrive to help Christophsis. Oh, that's convenient. And it turns out. Mace wasn't even with him. It was Yoda. Because hey. they couldn't afford uh, Samuel L. Jackson for more than five minutes. Uh, what, what? But he'll take a pay cut. <clears throat> so, Anakin and Ahsoka arrive at the generator. Ahsoka triggers a lot of droids that come up from the ground. Like, they had antennas sticking out. So, like, every time she tripped over one of them or bent one of them over, a droid would, a giant droid would pop up. And these looked weird, too. So, Are they trying yeah. to make her look like she's accident prone or So far she is not an asset. No, she's she's uh I wanna say useless. Yep. Is that too mean? So far, no. So <clears throat> So nearly gets so yeah, she's not so yeah, she wasn't helping. She uh she summons she summons even like she destroys one that walks up to her, and then she pushes she pushes it back, and then triggers a whole lot more of these antennas. And then she's so she's not helping. Nearly gets him killed. And I literally wrote down, "God, these two, they just they they, they kind of look like they're barrels of beer that were given arms and legs." Yeah, that is actually true. I never really thought about that. It, it, <laughs> and they're they're really large. Right. Like I kind of wish I would have seen more of these larger, definitely not foot soldiers, but heavy artillery, um, um, droids. I don't know why I failed with that word. Yeah. <laughs> I like to see these in the in the actual movies. Right. Like I like the design of the super battle droids. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of the original era of battle droids. But if you want me to believe that this Clone Wars is an actual scary event, that, you know, there actually are stakes, show me some of these scary guys. Show me real people instead of throwaway clones and droids. How about that? Like in the Thrawn trilogy. So, let's see here. So, Obi-Wan picked up Qui-Gon's negotiating skills, immediately fails. The guy knows he's stalling. <laughs> um, so Anakin and Ahsoka finally blow up the generator. Cannons, the uh, artillery kills all the droids. The heroes win. Yay. Uh, reinforcements finally arrive. Uh, Anakin accepts Ahsoka. I guess they like each other now. Not like that! That is Master and Padawan. So Yoda sends Anakin and Ahsoka to the Teth system to get the young hut. Obi-Wan will go to Jabba's palace to negotiate. Which I totally misheard that. I thought they said that 
Anakin and Ahsoka were supposed to go at first. I'm sitting there going, well, wait, why is, where's Obi-Wan going then? <laughs> He's going to negotiate. Well, then where are these other two going? <laughs> so <laughs> That's what they were supposed to do. He even complains about helping the Huts. So, wipe to Tatooine. Actually, I have no comment about that. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, so, wipe to Tatooine, the bounty hunter. So, this was cool. The so they send the bounty hunters that Jabba sent to Teth to get the to get the hut. Mm-hmm. No wait, this broke me. This would have broke this. No, actually, when I think about it now, it's dumb. They send back the heads of the bounty hunters. Oh yeah. Now, how? So Jabba can easily tell. That, okay, maybe it's not as dumb, because now he doesn't know if it's Jedi or Seth. But he would have obviously known if it was one of the two, because they came back in heads. But that's uh, that's though. great, though. Jedi don't decapitate. and well, okay, the Oh, you're wrong. You're totally wrong if you're saying that Jedi don't decapitate. You're Jedi wrong. Swindu just demonstrated that in the last movie. Not in this universe run by a madman who cares about dismemberment. Not in this universe. <laughs> Point of being, though, that doesn't seem like a Jedi move to send back as a warning. Yeah. Dismembered heads. I mean, it's a cool idea. I do it like is it. It's kind of intimidating, though. Like you said, it does give the the situation more gravitas. Yeah. Is that the word I want to use? I just thought it was a cool idea. So let's see. Tattooing, so yeah, we're back on tattooing. Heads come back from Teth. Uh, Jabba's, Jabba's mad. Um, so, there was this moment. There was an awkward moment. Travis, I don't know if you picked it up, but there's this awkward moment where, like, Jabba and his translator droid, there was a brief shot where they're looking directly into the camera. So they said, contact the Supreme Chancellor immediately. They were looking right at me, and I wrote down in my notes, why are they looking at me? Someone broke the fourth wall. Yeah. There was a reason they broke the fourth wall. Right. But is that just because the... <laughs> no, I can't even I can't even figure out a way that makes sense. <laughs> just, they just because God was looking down on everybody, though. That... Yeah. So Anakin and Ahsoka arrive on... No, wait. Palpatine reassures Jabba the movie finally starts. This is where the movie started. Because like we were on Christophsis for no reason, uh, we were, like the first like ten, first fifteen minutes of this movie were just like pointless. It was so pointless, and we were listen. It's taken us like it's okay. It's taken because I'm slow. Okay, it's taken me about like almost a half an hour to recap this movie. So far, we're only fifteen minutes in to this movie. This movie was moving so fast. There was so much stuff happening. I found myself pausing. I couldn't keep I couldn't keep up in in the movie. It was so stupid. So so okay. So Anakin Anakin and Ahsoka arrive on Tath. And Ahsoka's telling war stories already. It's cringy. Oberon arrives on Tatooine. Like, heard this before. War stories. It's like, and I kind of saved him. No. They turn to Anakin. And go. Is this true? 
does it matter if it's true? This is her first combat mission. Right. And, although I do find it funny that they have painted uh, tw- uh, Twi'lex all over the the front of their gunships. That is true. Like, <laughs> also... It's weird, but it makes sense. Also, like... Oh, man, what was I going to say? So... Obi-Wan, like, they really hammered home how important it is that they get Jabba's son back throughout this whole movie. Because, like, it was said, like, four or five times throughout this whole movie, do you know what happens if you don't get Jabba's son back? We lose those space lanes. Five times. The space lanes are only important if... I care! They're only important if I care! Important. So what? Jabba, Jabba doesn't just... It's not like a... You don't have to pay to use this space lane. No, it's more you're going to get attacked by pirates regardless if Jabba says it's okay for you to use it. it the space lanes are a cool idea in Star Wars. I yeah. like where they're kind of trying to go with that. But at the same time, just because one gangster says it's okay does not mean that someone else is not going to have a problem with it. So I think this was the part of the movie where uh, Anakin started calling Ahsoka uh, Snips. Snips, gross. <laughs> so, wait, so go back to Teth. Obi-Wan says they have 24 hours to deliver the young hut to Jabba. So then we got this whole scene. This was probably the best part of the whole movie. Where they had like this weird like D-Day gimmick. <laughs> And like, it's like it's like they actually tried to put you into a battle from Ahsoka's perspective. Has never really been in an actual battle. That actually kind of worked for me. Mm-hmm. That actually worked for me. So the droids, I also pointed out. I also want to point out they have okay humor, at least in this part. The rest was whatever. So picks up as the show goes on though yeah I mean, that is the one saving grace of this but we gotta take this as a pocket universe right where that stuff doesn't exist yet so now okay so the so just to give you perspective the temple where they need to get where the uh, where java sun is is on top of this towering rock think yeah. uh, like the two towers it's and, kind of a cool design too yes and so they start so you know how like a battle could like go across a like a flat surface think of that but but like flip it to a vertical point where they're go or they're moving up so like the the walkers are climbing up this rock wall to get to this point and this whole battle was like that was cool that's cool really fight scene but it leads me to another point though these droids are stupid they are indeed dumb because they're looking down at it going, should we do something? Well, they and were the one... shooting. Give them that. However, slightly ADD moment again, but you like... see that really cool hut archway like you see on Jakku. But it's sitting atop of the temple wall. Remember, so vacuum. Vacuum. So... I like I said, ADD moment. <laughs> so... This was like the best thing up and like to this point. 
And so the so Anakin so Anakin in this movie, true or false, Anakin in this movie is a video game character. He yeah. was like he was the he was Star Killer. He's like he's like everybody's like radical idea of, of who of who Star Killer was from the Force Unleashed. Yeah. That's who Anakin was in this in in in, the, in this movie. Well, it even looks like a video game, like a really bad video game. <laughs> so let's see here. Um, droid that falls. The droid that falls, and almost scares them as Anakin then climbs up a vine. Yeah, they were the Jedi were climbing up vines while whatever the clones were using. So. So Anakin finally hijacks like a droid speeder because they were attacking the uh, they were attacking the clones, attacking the clones. Ha ha. Um. Yeah. So what happened? So like Anakin, this was like the this is like the worst part, like editing wise. This movie was an editing nightmare. If you thought Suicide Squad was an editing nightmare, this was a disaster, complete breakdown of any editing system there is out there. So Anakin is flying up, the flying right up to the top. He gets to the top. He destroys all the droids, and then he finally gets to the then Droidicas, of course. Yeah. Because they know that Droidicas are like a Jedi's droid weakness. But then, out of so they were all the way like halfway down this rock, and this uh, down this rock tower. This tower is so tall. So like, imagine just like. This 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 whole tower was so tall. The, all the rest of the clones were like halfway up this thing. Anakin flies all the way to the top. The Droidicas come in and are about to wipe him out, and then out of nowhere, Ahsoka on one of the assault walkers blasts the droid. I'm like, where did yep. she come from? And how did we not hear her? The next cut, I swear, is all the clones cleaning up the mess. It's. How did they get there so quickly? This is a editing dis- d- disaster. Anakin that long to get to the top that everybody else was able to catch up to him on a... No, not, not buying it. Not no, buying it. this was... Uh, I literally I literally wrote down the theory. Maybe they're all Time Lords. Are we throwing Doctor Who into this? You're darn right I am. I don't even watch the show and I'm throwing it into this. Um, like, th- Think of an explanation, Travis. How did they get up there so quickly? I can't uh, think of it. Force teleportation. There you go. I just came up with a brand new power. Whatever. It worked. So Ventress was watching the whole thing. What, like she says, the droids played their part. What part? Distractions. Ugh, whatever. Um. <laughs> so and then I, I, my notes. I'm my notes wrote. Um, I wrote in my notes, what do you mean they played their part? What is your plan? <laughs> I don't know, like, the way they executed this whole plan. So, like, she's talking to this crooked protocol droid, and so they're all the clones and uh, Anakin and Ahsoka are walking into the temple, and the crooked protocol droid says the hut is in the dungeon, calls Ahsoka a servant girl. She was not cool with that. Yeah. Ventress calls, Ventress calls Dooku, plan is still okay. Anakin and Ahsoka are in the dungeon, uh, the hut, and, uh, they have a kind of, uh, of a funny exchange where they're like, you know, there are droids hiding. I know. We just passed two more of them. I know. Can't just take him out? Well, if you feel, if you feel so strongly about it, why don't you? So she does. But then, of course, 
So, then, but then she missed one, and Anakin destroyed it. And I thought that was I chuckled at that. So, and like just like not even paying as much attention, just stabs it. Right. Right behind him. But now here's here's the thing I have a problem with that scene. Uh oh. Just the one that the one little thing I noticed. The droid turns as they walk by. It's not being quiet. It's not like in stealth mode. Those things are loud as it is. I'm pretty sure they could hear the whirring of it moving. Right. So let's see. So they find the so they find Jabba's young son, who was not given a name in this movie. Besides Punky Muffin. Uh Punky Muffin? Yeah, because that's what Jabba called him with in front of Obi Wan. So God in heaven. So The Huts are supposed to be powerful crime lords. Yep. Job is reduced to a <sighs> Okay, I, no, I can't even finish my sentence. Nope. I'll just keep nope. going. <laughs> so Anakin so yeah, the hut is tiny. This hut is like the size of a bowling ball, and you know how big Jabba is, so so it's kinda of adorable. Uh, so Anakin hates it already. Yeah. We then go to Obi-Wan, who leaves Tatooine. He didn't sense Dooku. As soon as as soon as Obi-Wan takes off, it like tra- like the camera backtracks to Dooku. Yeah. Obi-Wan didn't sense Dooku, who was already there! Well, that whole time! That's kind of what I was thinking about the last time we talked about a Sith Lord standing next to all these people. How do they not sense the bad guys? Dooku, just- okay... Sidious, I understand. He's like the most powerful of the Sith. Dooku? You couldn't sense Dooku, who you're so familiar with. It it just makes me wonder how blinded the Jedi are supposed to be. They're just, no. They're not blinded. They're just dumb. It's just so dumb. <laughs> I never got, I don't know why I didn't get this angry. During Attack of the Clones. Because it was there too. So. So Dooku claims to Jabba that the Jedi took his son. And will kill the poor little thing. Jabba wants proof. Come back to Obi-Wan. And he'll he'll reinforce Anakin. So it turns out. uh, Back on Teth. Turns out the young hut is uh, sick. The crooked protocol droid watches from the balcony, balcony. As the screaming young hut is being put into a backpack. Yeah, as a soak as Anakin admits that he hates huts out loud, records the whole thing, records the whole thing, gives it to Ventress, who sends it to Dooku, who shows Jabba. Proof given. Well, okay, uh, hold on. Anakin actually has you know an entire. It's fine. It's fine. You can hate huts. It's okay. We understand you were a slave. These things enslaved you. But use a little tact next time, bud. You're supposed to be a Keep Jedi. Keep it to yourself! You're not supposed to be prejudiced as a Jedi. You're supposed to be one with the Force. You're supposed to be okay with everybody. And the whole time, the whole time, Anakin and Ahsoka don't sense Ventress! Uh, They're no. in the same place! <laughs> Gah! Chris, 
They're overpowered bad guys. They they're just dumb they Jedi! <laughs> they're dumb <laughs> Jedi! This is so stupid! God, this is making me mad. I wasn't this mad watching this movie. I was not in the moment. I was not this mad in the moment. God, this movie made me so mad. This movie, ma I'm mad now. So, so, Jabba, so, of course, the whole thing gives Jabba the proof, whatever. So, Ventress must bring the son back to Tatooine. Uh, Dooku wants Jabba to join the the Separatists in exchange for that. So, so back to Tath. Um. Okay, so Obi Wan via hologram is talking to uh is uh talking to uh Anakin and Ahsoka. And uh Obi Wan asks if they they've retrieved uh Jabba's son while he's looking at Ahsoka who is holding the baby in his arms. That's weird. <laughs> so no, no, we just found another hot slug here. Can we maybe pass this one off as Jabba's kid? Think you'll notice? Droid army arrives, overwhelms the clones. They're all trapped. Ahsoka says they have a plan to escape. Calls R2-D2. R2-E! Gross. Ahsoka trying... So, so essentially, they're having this conversation... Okay, okay, I'm wait. I'm, like, skipping ahead. So they're all trapped. So they all get fall back into this, uh... Into the, into the corridor... Right, right, right out, right inside the uh, the temple. This, uh, this, uh, this monastery. I'm sorry, it's a monastery. It's all this old monastery on top but of this, on top of the two towers. Inside, it looks like it belongs to like a former gangster. It looks very similar to Java's palace. It, this was it was so lacking originality. So, um, Ahsoka. So there. So Ahsoka says she has a plan to escape. It's R two. R two can find us a way out of here. Um, <clears throat> so let's see. So yeah, they go down, they go down into the, uh, the basement and like they find an old port. That's where Ahsoka calls, uh, R2, R2-wee. Gross. So Ahsoka, so they, so they sit down, so they finally sit down and have a conversation. Anakin and Ahsoka. Ahsoka is essentially trying to prove... Is trying to prove herself. Now, all of a sudden, Anakin's a mature adult. Whereas the whole movie is like being this cocky, arrogant guy who doesn't want Ahsoka at all. So, inconsistency. Droids are too stupid to cut through a lock. Another fight. Clones lose. Is this the part where Ventress should have killed Rex? Uh, almost. So, the clones lose. Not all of them are immediately killed, for whatever reason. Yeah. Young Hunt tries to escape under the bed because Ahsoka put the put the backpack where he was down, and so he's trying so he's trying to escape underneath the bed. And and I swear, if you looked at Anakin pull him out of the from the angle from under the bed, man, I hope you no, I hope you know what you're talking. I hope you know what I'm, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Unrendered Anakin. He had, like, he was, he looked like he had, it was just an animatic. He popped so hard. It was my, so bad. My I'm issue sorry. with that scene, though, is that if you wanted to prove that Anakin hates huts, that would have been the scene to record. He pulled him by the tail out the, 
Because he pulls them by the tail. That's that's what I do with my cats if they're under something. I pull them by the tail if I have to. But he then hangs them upside down when he pulls them out. That is true. Um, That's the equivalent of shaking a human baby. That is... Well, huts aren't human. They're far from human, Travis. But point well being, he's demonstrating how much he hates this hut. He doesn't treat it with any care. Let's see. I would believe that in a heartbeat that Anakin would want to kill a hut after watching that display of affection. So, uh, so yeah, like I said, droid. Yeah, so yeah, I try to get him into the bed. Non-rendered Anakin retrieves him. So, Rex is... Okay, this is the part. Rex is threatened. Like, he's like, where is Skywalker? Like, he's being force choked by Ventress. Where is Skywalker? He says, I won't talk to Separate to Scum. Then, 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 Ventress doesn't... Ventress releases the hold and just mind tricks him instead. Do that first! I'm sorry. I was under the impression that she was a badass Sith warrior. I don't think that they mind trick people. They don't get their way. They kill them. And plus that makes Rex look bad. Makes Rex look bad. God. But I thought the clones... Again, bubble. (laughs) But clones can't be mind tricked. That's the entire reason that they are so effective during Order 66. Well, Rex can be. So, Rex is dumb, everyone. It only works on the weak-minded. And, uh, so, uh, Rex is an idiot. Rex, you are the weakest link. So, so Rex is, so he's monitoring the content of Anakin. Anakin doesn't fall for it at all. So then, so I've, I wrote down in my notes, uh, this movie's moving way too fast. Because it is. It's just like... Yeah. Ventress, then Anakin, Anakin, Ventress, the, 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 uh, it's just like, just spread it out. So him and, so him and Ahsoka just keep moving. Obi-Wan, yeah. Obi-Wan finally arrives to help. Another battle. I wrote, so I wrote down in all caps. And I sw- if you think I'm making this up, if you think I'm making this, the, the like, the, 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 the badness of this movie up, I'm not. Anakin tries to contact Rex Right after he's mind tricked. Yeah. He knows he's been mind tricked. Because it didn't sound like Rex. So Rex, as far as you know, is compromised. So, okay. So first they tried to contact Obi-Wan. That that didn't work. So then Anakin tried to contact Rex. Which is dumb. Because Rex was just mind tricked. And that could last for God knows how long. Again, I'm just going to keep repeating this until someone can tell me that it makes sense. Clones can't get mind tricked. Well, they're just dumb and mindless anyway, like the droids, because they're all the same people, and the droids are all the same person, so what does it matter? This whole prequel era is unforgivable. Now, hold on. As As a prequel apologist... Almost all of this prequel era is unforgivable, because... This this level of stupidity almost, almost never happened in the original trilogy. Almost. But then you had inept stormtroopers back then. Ugh, just, it it kind of comes full circle. So, 
captured clones in the courtyard of this monastery. They start crap and they're they break free because droids are dumb and everybody's dumb and I don't care. Anakin, <laughs> Anakin keeps forgetting his objective. Like he keeps forgetting the objective. He wants to go help Rex and all of them, but he can't because the stupid hut needs to go back to his stupid father. Hey, hey, hey! Jabba's a great man. You apologize right now, Chris. He's Travis. He's not a man. He's not. He's actually an alien. Uh, okay, okay, fine. He he is a great alien slug. You apologize he's a, he's right a, now. He's a, he's a crime lord. You, all the reason you should apologize. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> so, Ahsoka has to keep reminding him that this hut is, like, in her arms. Then, Ahsoka... Then, Droidicas come. Mm. They come rolling down, and Ahsoka calls them Rolling Death Balls. I'm pretty sure that's also what George Lucas called them when he wrote them down in his original script. Rolling death balls. Rolling death balls. Attack Obi Wan and Qui Gon. Okay, this is Wait, th- again. The droids. I don't know. So again, just this movie broke. This again, another instance where this movie just broke me. Ran- so this random like nest. So, like, underneath this platform, this back platform, under, like, underneath the whole, the whole of the monastery, the whole thing of the monastery, um, they are, they're there, and underneath that, hanging underneath that are nests of, like, these massive dragonfly-looking things. Yeah. So... So, like, so, so they're, like, two random, like, small spider droids... That are shooting up at it, and so that causes all the dragonflies to come out. So then, so then they're like, I guess we're out of options. They close their eyes and they drop their head and a little slightly. And so then the young hutlet, still unnamed, points behind them, and we see this: a random landing platform with a ship on it. Yeah, just in the distance. This movie's amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, that is just why. It's just so. It's just so convenient at every turn. It, God. You got ventures coming in behind you. You got ventures coming in after you. Right. You got thing. droids shooting in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, standing and pointing does not really. So okay, yeah. Point, point it out. Point it out to me, kid. Where's this landing platform? Okay, it's way over there. Right behind me. Right there. You can't jump because you'll die. You can't retreat. There's nowhere to go. Okay. And then after that, Ahsoka tries to fight against Ventress. Yep. Ahsoka tries Ventress. Okay, so like Anakin jumps off to get on one of the to mount one of the uh to leave R2 and Ahsoka and uh tries to mount this uh uh this dragon this giant dragonfly. All the while Ventress cuts finally cuts through the door. Ahsoka, so Ahsoka tries Ventress. She's she's easily bested, but escapes with Skywalker on massive dragonfly, and then this one, this other flying, so they're flying off into the distance, and then 
right next to Ventures is a battle droid who says, well, should I tell Dooku they got away or what? And then Ventures just tosses off the droid. That was kind of funny. I like that, though. That I was like pretty how funny. He doesn't care. These well, the droid just... was being a douche anyway, so what's the point? Yeah, and they are dispendable. Uh, depend- away dispendable. with him. Uh, expendable, thank you. Yep. Uh, so, it's not a big deal, but it's still kind of funny. So, yeah. Like <laughs> so, Obi-Wan is still flying around in the air. Is not helping yet. The um, Anakin and Ahsoka reach the platform, kill the Crooked Protocol droid and all this. This soundtrack, by the way, is such a departure from what we've gotten before. It's a downgrade, but it's different. It's really different. It reminded me of the raid. I could kind of see that. But not as good. Because Mike Shinoda is Bay. Um <laughs> So Oh yeah, here's something here's a small moment I want to point out. So for the first time in Star Wars history, this has happened. That I've seen in any visual platform of Star Wars. So, the droids are all fighting in the courtyard. They're all using the droids' blasters. And then this one clone is shooting and shooting, but then he stops. Because you see, the droid, no, not the droid, the the clone, his weapon, ran out of ammo. (laughs) That has to be the first time in Star Wars that has ever happened on screen. Do they ever run out of ammunition? Because in the books they do. Not on yeah. visual media. But. I mean, it explains like the power packs or the ammo packs sticking out in the. It just, it doesn't. Uh, feel right? So, what they should have done with these clones was make them a bunch of Captain Americas. Because when as soon as he ran out of ammo, he charged a super battle droid and he was easily bested. Um. Yeah. So now Obi-Wan finally jumps in and starts swinging his lightsaber around. So Dooku... Die. Dooku, once again, reminds us of the stakes, messaging uh, Ventress, because Ventress failed and didn't let Anakin and get away with the with the hotlet. So now then, uh, Obi-Wan and Ventress start fighting. And... Uh, I, I said it earlier, I do enjoy the lightsaber fights in this. They're not as good as... They were stiff. They're stiff. They get better. They get so much better. But okay, we're getting we're getting to a part. But go ahead. I don't know. Maybe because the fact that when this movie came out, there was already the original Clone Wars little short animated yep. samurai style ones, which were really- great absolutely fantastic you had the dark horse comics coming out at the same time where they showed that ventress has this rivalry against both kenobi and skywalker you got so many different stories of them constantly besting each other yep i don't get that in this this pilot mm-hmm. or this, this movie if you this want to movie pilot to a television show which did massive ratings I, I I think this would have worked so much better if they would have found Ventress for the first time. 
Yes. Like this would have been like introduced as a proper brand new villain and not given this idea of, yeah, there's this backstory history that they never ever go into. They never explain how Ventress came to fight up against Kenobi and Skywalker for the first time. All right. So during that lightsaber fight. So we want Ventress get into it. And uh, so they get into the ship. That the protoc- so Anakin and Ahsoka, they try to get into the ship that the uh, Crooked Protocol Trader was trying to get into, and it wouldn't start. Yeah. Anakin was turning the keys in the ignition, and it wasn't starting. I literally wrote down in my notes, the car won't start. I literally, I also wrote down, um, in caps, this art, because the engine did not look like an engine. It just looked like a can. That had yeah. a top and a bottom. And then, every time he tried to start it, there was a flashing light in front of it. You know, it, it kind of looks... God! Like, that ship kind of looks like it's supposed to be a uh, B-Wing. Which are ugly! Like, they decided, let's take the cockpit <clears throat> off, and where the engine's supposed to be on a B-Wing, we'll make that, like, the cockpit. And where the cockpit's supposed to be, let's turn that into an engine. Or a tube with a light coming out of it. So Which they I have like... this So they have this long, like, 30-second whole thing where they're trying to start this ship. And so they finally started. They take off. Anakin really wants to help Rex. And then Ahsoka once again reminds him, we gotta take the hut back to his daddy. So he's like, okay, fine. We will take the freaking child of the freaking slug. So, and so we go back to Obi Wan and uh, hang on, hang on, I gotta get to this moment. I gotta get to this moment. I've been <laughs> waiting for this. Okay, okay, okay. So, and I know you, I know that I know what you're talking about. Yeah. What I'm talking about? God, I'm so backwards today. So, Obi Wan and Vent, they go back to Obi Wan and Ventress. Okay. Yeah. So Ventress. Okay, so there's a break in between. And so, <laughs> so Ventress, Ventress is wearing this very long, very long skirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she rips it off to reveal short shorts and a bunch of athletic tape all over her leg. And Obi-Wan, in a brief half a second shot, raises his eyebrow. I literally wrote down Obi Wan is quite is quite impressed with Ventress's legs. I think he kind of has like the hots for her temporarily. Forget Satine, I can have this bald chick. <laughs> it's kind of interesting though. You can tell that these Jedi are. Uh, I don't know. So before Satine was a thing. They had they had alluded to in the other media that Obi Wan and Ventress may have had a thing, right? Like they flirted all the time, and right. you potentially see that like he's actually worried for her when she disappears. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Ah, so there was other expanded universe that you couldn't take into effect. <laughs> so. So they start fighting again, and uh, Obi Wan is just taunting her the whole time. I don't like Jedi taunting the Sith. They shouldn't be taunting, at all. 
Not from a standpoint where there's talking in the middle of an action scene. Yeah. From a standpoint of these are lost people and you're and you're just mocking them. Weird. <laughs> Again, Obi Wan did that to Darth Vader in the first one. It, 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 it... So seems like something that Obi Wan would do. So a theme that we come back to Anakin and Ahsoka and the ship. A theme that runs through the movie is what every time Ahsoka opens her mouth about, oh, that was easy. Then stuff happens. So I literally wrote down in my notes, Ahsoka can't keep her mouth shut. Nope. Um, so they're approaching the Jedi cruiser. Uh, so it's friendly. F- so they, uh, the Jedi cruiser are shooting at them while being, while they're being chased by, uh, by, uh, by, uh, fighter droids. Yep. And so Anakin tells them to stop. This uh this animation really bothered me because it's just so stiff and n- none of it felt natural. Okay, like, hang on. Uh, I have a question for you. Okay, shoot. I know I'm interrupting you quite a bit. It's fine. It's what the, it's what this podcast was designed. But go ahead. But uh, maybe it's just my my TV. But when I pause it on occasion, like for example, when Rex is on screen, and it's a super close up. You can see weird textures. Do you notice this as well? Like, I, I, yes, dirty metallic. It just yes, looks like one foot like ah, some weird smudge effect on on Adobe. Or yeah, like how even the droids. Like there was one scene where there's a close up on a droid's body, and it looked like it was the same kind of material that's like on the ceiling of most places. You know, like it's speckled. Everything. It, like wood. it doesn't look like it's metallic. Everything in this movie had a rough texture to it. Every yeah, it, it, surface like it it. had like smudgy texture on it. Every yeah. last bit of surface. So they try to land on the cruiser, but they fail because the the uh, the droid fighters like kamikaze into the hangar. They all get, and then the the hangers get blown up, so they try to land the cruiser but fail. So they have to take the 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 ship, who they, which they explicitly over and over again refer to as a bucket of bolts to put yeah. over that it is a bad ship. Because we got to have our version of the Millennium Falcon. If that's what you're calling the Millennium Falcon, then um. So they have to take it. They have to take that ship all the way to Tatooine. Keep in mind, the Hutlet is still dying. Um, it's kind of weird, because he seemed fine earlier. Yeah. He seemed fine throughout this whole movie. Yeah. Until he, ne- until he needed to be sick. Yeah. Yeah, it seems very convenient. So, Vent- so Ventress is fighting Kenobi, and uh, she manages to escape, and then Kenobi just rubs his chin, contemplating how Ventress escaped him. Hmm. So this, so the Hutley was like deathly ill. It was like on like a on like a proverbial deathbed, and <laughs> so Ahsoka goes to the back of this ship that they're on, and pops up a hologram of a droid and says, "Oh, this, oh this, this Hutlet is uh just suffering such and such. Just give him this pill; he'll be fine." And he puts the pill into the hut's mouth. Was fine the rest of the time. Why? 
Why, why, why? I wrote down in my notes, blue pill saves Hutlet from death. Why, 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 why would you make him sick in the first place? Well, now here's another question. Why is it a hologram of a Medroid? Why not just have a Medroid on there? The hologram just pulls too much of Star Trek Voyager out. This is this is something that if the bad protocol droid is trying to get onto this the ship, it leads me to believe that there might be a potential cure already on the ship, which there was, with a realistic this, so yeah, blue pill blue pill saves Hutler from death. They keep putting over that the ship is crappy. Uh, the Hutlet is fine now. Thank God. The Hutlet is fine. This inconvenient Hutlet is fine. I mean, you say that, but I don't believe you. So, uh, he'll have so many mental issues. Um, He's so, Ventress lies. So, Dooku messages uh, Ventress right in front of Jabba. Ventress lies about the Hutlet in front of Jabba. Now, he thinks his son is dead. Uh, Jabba, I kind of like that. Jabba is mad. Dooku says he's got this. He's like, Jabba, I got this. I got this. Your homie got you. But I totally got this. Your homie got you. Okay. This is like the pinnacle of it all. This is where you could tell this was five episodes of a television show crammed into just one movie. Anakin and Ahsoka are attacked in orbit of Tatooine. She mocks him for the decision he makes because he decided that we shouldn't have rear deflectors. Just lock the guns in forward position. We'll be fine. Um, they get attacked from behind. They uh, they have their bottom wing shot out, uh, so they crash land. Dooku yeah. must tell Jabba everything in the exact same way. He just stands in front of him, in front of the whole thing. He's like, mighty Jabba, this and this happened. Mighty Jabba, that and that happened. So he tells him that... Uh, they crash landed. Um, this movie is I've okay. So they cut. So they wipe back to Coruscant, a place we haven't been since the beginning of this movie. Yeah. And we get, and so Yoda and Palpatine are talking. It's just weird whenever the two are in the room. Um. So then we get with them because we couldn't go without her. Padme Amidala shows up. Um. I, I wrote down, I swear Yoda is attracted to her because the shot that they put on Yoda that when he's, when he greets Padme, there yeah. was like, there was backlight. It made him look glowing. Like he was glowing. Like go back and watch. I'm not wrong. I'm not crazy. That's how they did it. It just seems weird. I mean, this this whole it's just it was just weird. Yeah, you're talking about okay, warm yeah, feel warm feelings in my heart from Attack of the Clones, and then the way they made that shot look was so bad. Like it, you don't buy that for a second. No, no. But the, here's the other thing, though. I I actually kind of like not this scene, but what comes after this, because I like the idea of seeing the underside of Coruscant. That's as good. That's the only good thing we get out of that. That's the, okay. We'll get to that. Hang on. We'll get to that. Okay. So Palpatine mentions that Anakin needs help. Jabba's got it twisted, so she decides to get involved. 
And then we learn by going to Jabba's uncle on yeah. Coruscant. Yeah. I like I this idea. Going. I don't like the, the how they portrayed him, but the fact that Jabba's okay. Hang on, I gotta stop because we're not there yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. I gotta stop yelling, otherwise Alex is gonna <laughs> yell at me again. So, so Jabba has an uncle on Coruscant. Okay, this is what I wrote down in my notes verbatim for this for this particular part. This movie, all in all caps. This movie is everywhere. Coruscant, Padme. I swear Yoda is attracted to her. Palpatine mentions that Anakin needs help. Jabba's got it twisted, so she decides to get involved. Jabba has an uncle at Coruscant. End of paragraph. Yep. Back to Tatooine. Anakin. Okay, this is where this movie started jumping back and forth, and I just got I just got so mad at it. Yep. Tatooine. Anakin and Ahsoka start walking in the desert. Back to Coruscant. We meet Zero the Hut. A hut can speak English like a Bond villain now. A hut could speak English, period. <laughs> the fact that, that that means that Jabba's just lazy and doesn't want to... Boy! That's the part that I, I think is even funnier. On top of that, he sounds like he's from the South. With a lisp! He has a lisp! I spit all over my computer monitor. Um... <laughs> So, it's like Samuel Jackson and Kingsman. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I... That's why I said Bond villain. It was like, he speaks just like a Bond villain. Looks exactly like a Bond villain. Looks ex- this, ugh. Okay, first of all, the way he's he's portrayed, it makes him... He looks at first like a female. Yes. Which makes me really wonder, what what's the difference between a male and a female hut? Gardula was behind Jabba, was the, was the hut behind Jabba in Phantom Menace. If it wasn't for the fact that I already knew that that was a female, I would have just thought, oh, look, Jabba's got a brother. So, apparently, so, if going by Gardula in Episode 1, who was behind uh, Jabba, uh, you can assume that the female huts have Asian faces. Because that's exactly <laughs> what, that's what exactly what Gardula had in Episode 1. Now, so, here's a question for you. Okay. Who's the kid's father? Who's Jabba's son's, or mother? Excuse me. Is it Gardula? I don't want to answer that question. No, Gardula is his wife. If you're going to say that he's got a kid, I want to know everything. Gardula is his wife. <laughs> um, As far as I know. Padme arrives, tries to politic Zero. He says no. She insists, still says no. Back to Tatooine. Ahsoka's a gold digger. Tries to ask Anakin about his past, does not want to talk about it. Keep in mind, Anakin is on Tatooine post-Attack of the Clones. Yeah. That this actually hang on time out time out I didn't I I I shortened that I shortened that out so this is actually like if this were live I feel like if this were live action this would have been like really cool because the dialogue because like Anakin's like behavior this whole time is like mm-hmm. when he's on Tatooine he's just like ugh I don't want to be here I don't want to be here I don't want to talk about this I hate this place this place creates me so much pain he gives up that that is good yeah. Alright, so tattoo- so back to Coruscant. Padme escapes the guard. Eavesdrops finds out Zero and Duke are in cahoots. She gets caught, imprisoned. Zero kidnaps Padme, a senator, on Coruscant. Fool. This is the Coruscant underbelly. Anything can happen. Still a fool. But now Palpatine knows exactly where she went, too. And, he- and it's not time for Anakin to rise. Yeah. Still so, 
Padme to go talk to a hut. Mm-hmm. So Tatooine. So back to Tatooine. Anakin and Ahsoka split up with a plan because Dooku was coming for them. Yeah. Back to Coruscant. Padme is in prison through PSN's help. Back to Tatooine. Anakin and Dooku fight. Dooku cut. Okay, no, 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 no. Time out, time out, time out, time out. So I, I wrote down in caps, stop going back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> right before they went back to Tatooine. So, and they're wiping too. They wipe and wipe and wipe and wipe and wipe. There's so many wipes. It was. Does Tatooine have three moons? Two. They had two suns. I don't know. Um. Because there's a shot where, during one of those wipey, 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 wipey moments, there are, looks like three moons as Anakin's walking. <laughs> That's all you got out of that. That tells you something. <laughs> so, I'm concerned about the planet of Tatooine than I am anything else in the story. So, yeah, Anakin and Ahsoka, they split up because they have a plan, because Duke is coming for them. Uh, so their plan is, the plan goes out like this, so Anakin and Dooku meet in the desert, they fight, um, Dooku is taunting Anakin the whole time, talking about his, uh, pain and loss and whatever, Dooku finally gets the upper hand, cuts the backpack that, uh, that, uh, the hutlet's been in the whole time, but apparently it was filled with rocks. Yeah. From Where? Where do you find rocks in the middle of a sand desert? I would imagine. I don't know. There's quite a bit of rocks on uh, Tatooine prior to, like in the ca- uh, the caverns. They were nowhere near the caverns, though. They were near like skeletons. It's in straight sand desert. Yeah, the, the sand desert. Yes, is it like? It was a desert made of sand. Call it whatever you want. Desert made of sand. Either way. Uh... <laughs> so they fight some more. Uh, Ahsoka is approaching Jabba's palace and is confronted by those uh, the skeletal droids. I forgot what their names were. The Magna Droids? Magna Droids! They're, they're the How did I forget about that? looking creatures or droids or whatever. I played Battlefront 2 like crazy. How did I forget what they were called? Um... But they don't have staffs in Battlefront. They don't. So then Ahsoka's confronted by the three uh, Magnadroids with those uh, electric staffs. Uh, Back to Anakin and Dooku fighting. Dooku shows Ahsoka in trouble via hologram. How convenient. Anakin Anakin takes Dooku's speeder and ditches him in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Dooku survived that. Well, I'd imagine that Dooku's got a contingency plan. He can't know everything. He's a Sith Lord. He's giggling. He giggles right after he runs off of his bike. But it's so dumb. It's so dumb to do this because we know he survives. Why are you messing with us? Uh, That's the downside about making a TV show like this after. Eventually, we all know what happens. End movie comes out. We don't have to worry about will Padme survive being captured? Will Anakin survive? There are fighting? no like there are no stakes. Just none of this. I don't care. Granted, I, I, there are I, no stakes in the prequels because we all know what ends up happening. So, uh, so Ahsoka's fending off the droids, but falls down a steep hill. Back to Coruscant. Three PO helps. Three PO's help arrives. Zero wants to 
kill Padme on Coruscant, a senator. That's that's really smart. Let's let's kill a very popular senator on freaking Coruscant. So even she thinks it's a stupid idea for the exact same reason. Clones light the place up. Zero is apprehended all of a sudden. Yeah. So that just that just happened. So. Did she, did she have reinforcements? No, three PO brought them. Three PO. Okay, so um. Three PO has power with clone troopers. I guess so. Um. So Anakin can't hear. Ahsoka's cries. As she's fighting off the Magna Droids, she, he goes straight to the palace gate on Dooku's speeder. So, oh, Anakin goes up... Hold on a second. I have no idea. So, Anakin goes up to the translator droid who greets him at the, at, the, at the palace gate and says, Where is Ahsoka? Translator droid says, This way. Starts leading him to, the, to Jabba's place. Yeah. Why are... I wrote down in all caps, Jabba's translator acts like they have Ahsoka. Yeah. So, takes Anakin to the, uh, <clears throat> to the, um, t- uh, takes Anakin to the, uh, the throne room. Uh, it all comes, so then, like, Jabba's like, where's my son? Anakin's like, what? Ahsoka's not here? Like, 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 he's, what? He's not here? Starts asking about, like, where's Ahsoka? So uh, they're about to duke it out. So An- they're about to duke it out. Anakin, I wrote this down in all caps. So Anakin, Anakin's droid is confiscated by the translator droid. So the translator droid has his lightsaber. Yeah. So then, as soon as like he finds out that Ahsoka's not there, he thinks and thinks Jabba does it. Jabba's done it. So he pulls the lightsaber to his hand and lights it up and points it at Jabba's face and says, "Quote." Okay. So the translator droid says. Jabba think Mighty Jabba thinks you killed his son. And so Anakin goes like, what? Mighty Jabba, I've come to negotiate. While he's pointing a lightsaber in yeah. Jabba's face. Yeah. Okay. Mighty Jabba, I've come to negotiate. Aggressively. <laughs> Aggressive like, negotiations. Anakin beats oh. the... Oh yeah, so sorry. Uh, Ahsoka beats the droids. <laughs> And reaches Jabba with his son just in time, right before it all just goes down. Then, so yeah. So then he, um, Ahsoka gives Jabba his his son, and then still, and then points at them. It's, it's like angrily and yells, and then every, all the bounty hunters draw their weapons on him, and so. And so like. They just returned your son, whom they didn't kill, and you yeah. still want them dead. I mean, granted, he did threaten him. That is true. I mean, I... I, I forget I, how I, dumb this movie is. I mean, this is a very, very powerful gangster. Because it... Don't it, just pull a blade on him. It and makes expect sense. expect to walk out in one piece. It actually does make sense that Jabba yeah. would want them dead, because Anakin just pointed a lightsaber and said he wanted to negotiate with him. Yep. He's coming out aggressively. So as soon as they return, yeah, that makes sense. But not, this is not, like, that's not the sense that it's supposed to make. Right. So, right, right on cue, Padme messages again. 
or messages Jabba, explains the whole thing. Zero uh, zero makes zero admit to it. Um so peace wins. Anakin cryptically promises Padme, quote, a no no no. Like in in brackets I wrote down. Okay. In my notes I wrote down Anakin cryptically promises Padme in brackets a good time when he gets back. That's what I got. Yeah. Yeah. So then we got a ship departing Tatooine. Turns out it was Dooku's ship. So Dooku got a ship off Tatooine when he was in the middle of the desert. Again, this is why I think that he must have had a master plan at a time. Like, I'm going to make sure I have a ship hidden around somewhere close. Maybe have, like, a responder on him or comlink so he can just call for the ship to come down. But that's also the issue. Yeah. Is that it, it, it comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It, they don't explain Jack in this movie. Right. Whatsoever. Why would they? And... So, villain lost dialogue between him and Sidious. <laughs> it's, I, I literally wrote down it's all backwards. Because yeah. I literally just stopped the movie and just thought. I know, it, like, the movie's right about to end, but I had to stop and just, like, I had to think. I wrote down in my notes, it's all backwards, in all caps. Now, what I'm referring to is Sidious. He tells Dooku... Let the Jedi have this small victory. Blah, 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 blah. Along those, something along those lines. Yeah. Now. Dooku knows. Hold on a second. Time out. Dooku knows that Sidious is Palpatine. Yeah. That he controls the Senate. And he's controlling this whole war. Yep. Now. Sidious is talking. Darth Sidious is talking like this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like the clones getting the like the Jedi getting the uh, like the more I think about it, it's so dumb. He he treats it like let them have this small victory. Like they've won. Nobody won. Ever. In the Clone Wars. Because it was all Palpatine. Yeah. Nobody won. So, why are you having him act as if they did win? Every victory that the Jedi have in the Clone Wars is negated because he let them have it. He's the mastermind behind the whole war. So why are you acting like he's not in control of this? Maybe I'm reading too into what what is being said. Maybe. I don't know. It just sounded really weird to me. It made him look stupid. Like, to make this whole... Ugh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Ugh. There's something else to this, too. I mean, they, they call it a small victory. You guys have been talking about this entire movie that this is a big deal, that if they get this, we'll this is a massive... Lines. We'll need those space lanes. This space lane is super important to this war. It's not a small victory. It's a big deal. He should be chewing out Dooku for what's happened. We then got a hero shot, and the movie ended. There you go. D for that one scene and that whole dialogue between Anakin and Ahsoka or Anakin's or Anakin's reaction to Ahsoka gold digging and that yeah. whole scene where they're climbing the top where they're climbing the rock tower how however brief it was <laughs> kept it from being an F 
This movie was an editing disaster. Voice at, none of the guys were settled into their roles. Nope. They couldn't get Sam Jackson for more than five minutes. He's too expensive. God. Just, no, there's there's so much going on here that this... George Lucas thought it was a good stuff, idea. I didn't see it in theaters. I waited till it came out on, on DVD. And I remember saying that I like how they made the droids super dumb. Like, they are completely incompetent. That also, at the same time, becomes super annoying when you watch it when you're older. <laughs> Just... I'm sorry. These guys are not threatening in any way. The ones that are threatening, we only see in a TV show. We never yep. see them in the movies. Again, I like the design of the Super Battle Droid. But they're, they they don't have anything that makes me say, I should care. Right. And if they would have turned the clones into the, the Separatists army, and had it be a bunch of normal Joes that are having to be turned into soldiers fighting for the Republic. That would have been really cool. Make it, you know what? Make them normal Joes on both sides. Yeah. And then have them fight over clone technology. They later do that in the Clone Wars, what this is supposed to turn into, where they have like an army of normal Joes trying to defend their planet with some... On multiple arcs. Yeah. So why couldn't that be how they did it? And again, I'm sure this is because Lucas thought I like droids. Droids would be cool. This was very obviously five episodes of a TV show crammed into one giant thing. Yep. This is a editing disaster. It was a logical disaster. It was a acting disaster. The whole shebang. I recommend everybody go watch it immediately. No. So that was the movie, everybody. Oh my god, it was so bad. I do, I actually do want people to see it, just by how bad it is. It's on Netflix right now. You can just go watch it. It's on, oh god, it was so bad. I like how just how readily available it was on Netflix. Yeah. I can have it running in the background of this entire discussion in case I need to pull up specific problems I had. But... At the same time, I'm ashamed that this is in my Netflix queue. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's sitting right next to the Wars animated series. Well, we and couldn't that, review that because that'd take too long. But that's... That's pretty easy to review, though. First okay, season. let's review it then. It's great. Okay, it's a good show. The first season was abysmal. But the second season on... It kicked in the gear, and everybody was settled in. Dave Filoni took more control over the show than George, and it became better. Then Disney shut it down because it was a Warner Brothers production. They couldn't have that. I was wondering about what would have happened if they would have said, look, we want to buy this from Warner Brothers. We'll finish it off. They had some really cool story ideas they were talking about doing. Especially with Ahsoka. Ahsoka got better. She got a lot better. In fact, that last episode that she's in, that last story arc that she's in, was possibly my all-time favorite in the entire series. Yep. You, you've you kind of built up this relationship with her. You realize that she's a really, really great character. And then she 
is forgotten about again until Rebels comes along and resurrects her again. And in that, she's even more badass. Yep. And she's become a cult favorite or a fan mm-hmm. favorite. Yep. Definitely. She's become a fan favorite. If I told you that this is where she came from, you'd point and laugh in my face and tell me I was an idiot. It's like saying Jar Jar got better over time. Except in this case, it's true. <laughs> I mean, Jar Jar did get better over time. They, they, they didn't let him talk. He got better time. as he became less important. <laughs> or less. Just less. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this was the movie. Um, I hate it. It's an editing disaster. Worse than... Here's what will get you to watch it. All you... All, all you listening out there. It's worse than Suicide Squad. Yeah. It's worse. If you want to see a editing mo- an, a movie that is edited worse than Suicide Squad, watch this. I, I, I honestly believe it was worse than Suicide Squad in terms of editing. I'll have to watch Suicide Squad again. I don't want to. I probably will have to for this podcast. Someday. Not, the, not anytime soon. But, my God! That's the issue. Is also on top of that. I wanted to bring this up earlier. There's the shot where Anakin and Ahsoka are in the spaceship going to Java's, uh-huh. where they have a close up on both of them. Yep. And neither one of them look like they've been finished rendering. The blanket that they show in the background that's covering the hut slug <laughs> looks like it's not even been texturized yet. It just looks like it's glossy. <laughs> There's so much wrong with this animation, and I... In this movie. I know that it gets better as the show goes on, but why is that the case? I don't know. Why is it the case that it looks far more convincing in the last two seasons than it does in the one that's supposed to be theatrically released? So... So, yeah. this This movie was bad. It was five episodes of a TV show crammed into one. Um, so yeah, that was our review. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Oh yeah, I got to do, I got to do episode three. Mm. I have to do episode three next week. The good one. Allegedly. (laughs) So. Yeah. We'll put, uh, we'll put eyes on it. So episode three is next. I don't know what I'll, I don't, I honestly don't know if I'll, obviously we'll talk about Justice League after that because that comes out the week after next. But uh, yeah. after after episode three, I'm not really sure if I want to go into the original trilogy. I'm actually I, not sure. It makes sense too, but I honestly don't know. Sense. Well, you could also just go in the order that they did the uh, the movies in and go to the sequel trilogy. But oh well, wait, I have to do Rogue One. But I also didn't. I wanted to do Rogue One as the pilot to this to this podcast, and that didn't end up not happening. So I do want to put. I do want to do Rogue One than the original trilogy. I would love to come back from Rogue One. Oh yeah, there's a lot to talk about in Rogue One that we didn't get to do in Real to Real. No, and I'm I'm a I'm torn when it comes to this show or uh, this movie because I I'm torn about this podcast too. <laughs> podcast seemed to go pretty good until we started <laughs> talking about the politics of the politics. <laughs> Let me tell you about the alt right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Now, guys, listen. If you're listening, they're out there. 
<laughs> Big Brother's watching you. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so I guess next two weeks will be episode three, Justice League discussion, and Rogue One. And uh, so yeah, that's the uh, that's the show, everybody. Thank you, Travis, for for for, uh, for showing up today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, <laughs> I met I we actually meant to get Travis on for the episode two review, but was, Skype was Skype was having issues, which are now remedied. Oh sweet! I can now I can now add you to that. I could have added you to that call if we did it today, but. Mm. When it happened, it just couldn't. It just wouldn't happen. Well, that just means I'll be on for the next few episodes then. I guess so. <laughs> I told you. Hey, listen. I can't get you on right now. I know I said we would get you on, but how about this? I give you Rogue One and the Clone Wars animated movie. We just there you go. So, yeah. <laughs> so again, thank you, Travis. I will. Uh, See you guys next week for episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Bye-bye.